0: have one thing to say to you kiss my fat ass hello all my fellow mourners of diet culture it is i emily lubin i'm the grim reaper and the host of this show Welcome to R.I.P. Diets, Season 2, Episode 11. We got another solo ep for you today. I will have a guest next week on the podcast, but my week was completely shot because I came down with some virus. It was not COVID. I got tested and it's not COVID, but I thought it was. So that was very anxiety-inducing and complicated my work, complicated my life for quite a few days. So I have fallen behind in everything I was supposed to be doing this week, Um, had to cancel social events, had to cancel a lot of work that I had planned. So that's really unfortunate. But you know what? The important thing is that I'm still here, baby. I'm still kicking and I'm COVID free. So you got to count your blessings at a certain point. So anyway, I thought this would be a great time, a great opportunity to answer some listener emails and DMs. I'm going to do this periodically because... I love answering your guys' advice. I feel like it's a way of really giving back and connecting further than I already do. Because, you know, when you listen to this podcast, it is a one-way connection. You are getting to know me and getting to know about my life. And um, I want to get to know you guys as well. This is a two-way street. It takes two to tango, okay? So let's get into it. I have selected a few listener emails and DMs if you want. Me to answer an advice question of yours or to address anything in particular on the podcast, please write to me. You can DM me on Instagram. I am at Lubination, that's L U B I N A T I O N, or you can also follow me at RIP Diets. And you can also write me an email, which is RIPDiets at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys, and uh, feel free to reach out to me in whichever way is most comfortable for you. So let's get started. Hi, Emily. I loved the last episode about spring and summer body anxiety. If you want to use an acronym for it, maybe call it SABS, LOL. Oh, SABS. Damn it. That is so obvious. Okay. I get sabs around this time every year, too. It's really hard to deal with because, of course, I love the warm weather and I also have seasonal depression, so I obviously crave the sun so much, but it also means wearing less and feeling more exposed. I appreciated all the tips on how to use fashion to your advantage and wear comfortable clothes during the transition. I'm wondering, though, how do you cope with negative self-talk? It's so weird. In the winter, I feel like the extra layers act as a protection for me. I don't worry so much about the way my body looks, but the second shorts weather comes around, I see myself as a big blob, and it's a feeling I can't shake. I know that a lot of it is in my head, so I try to be kind to myself, but sometimes I just can't help it, and it ruins my day." Any tips for calming yourself down and actually enjoying the sun without the self-hate? Excellent question. And yeah, I should have gone more in depth about this uh, during the SABS episode. Very sorry that I didn't get into that um, because I was trying to do, I was trying to dole out practical tips. Like I always have the problem that I'm like, okay, I can talk myself down off a ledge in whatever way I need to. But what can we practically do to feel better throughout the day? And how can we make sure that we're putting a system in place that we feel comfortable and don't have to feel negative feelings in our body, basically. But I mean, you're absolutely right. A lot of it is mental and talking to yourself in a kind way, just like you said is very important. You have to be kind to yourself. you said it yourself. Most of it is in your head. When we have more layers on, it's not that our body looks different. In fact, you know, more layers can mean that your body actually looks bigger. When you're wearing a down coat, your body looks bigger because you can't really see your body in it. But how we feel underneath is that people aren't seeing how much we fluctuate. People aren't seeing the way that clothes hang on us or if they're clingy in certain places or and 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 also they're definitely not seeing bare skin right so i would say when you're having a bad body image day or you find yourself in your eating disorder brain saying negative things to you telling you that your thighs look huge and you can't help it you try to rid the thought out of your brain you just can't help it the number one thing, and this is going to sound so cliche to you guys, but deep breathing. Deep breathing has been a lifesaver for me. When I find myself getting anxious about pretty much anything, I take a moment. I stop. I make sure I'm in a quiet, calm place. Outside is actually a great way to do this because of all the oxygen, you know? And you just, very simple, take Three deep breaths in through the nose, out through the nose, and focus on the breath on your upper lip. The philtrum area is what it's technically called that area right under the nose above the cupid's bow. And you can do that for about five minutes. It doesn't need to be long, it just brings you into your body by steadying your heart rate, and really solidifying you in your body. When you're freaking out and your reptilian brain is going, oh, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. I'm wearing less clothes and people are going to judge me. People are going to hate me. I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to feel good. You need to bring yourself back into your body. And deep breathing is a great way to do that. Another great way to do that, stretching, yoga, Exercise, move your body, go for a bike ride. I can't count how many times I've said this, but exercise doesn't need to be for weight loss. Exercise is just as good for your mental health. And for me, exercise has been a wonderful way of calming my anxiety. And then finally, just make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive people people who don't have this negative self talk or at least. Are conscious of it and conscious not to do it around you because clearly this is an issue for you. And so if you're hanging out with people who have issues with their body that they're constantly talking about, it's only gonna make you more anxious. So if you do have people in your life who do that, have a conversation with them, say, listen, I've been reevaluating what I really need to feel good right now. And this is a very tough transition for me, especially in quarantine. I'm noticing my body changing and I'm feeling a little anxious about Being exposed. So, I would prefer if we could just avoid that topic altogether. Just, I I know that maybe you might not feel comfortable in your body as well, but we don't need to bond about that. I would prefer to just talk about something else or do something, you know, actively do something, go for a bike ride together, for example. And we don't have to dwell on those feelings. We can just move past them. And I feel like if it's a good friend, you know, they will understand that and they might really appreciate that because that's you offering a way to ease their anxiety as well and then everybody wins. So those are my tips about the negative self-talk. Positive affirmations also are always a good idea, okay? So when you first wake up, before you even have a chance to pick yourself apart, Tell yourself, my body is worthy, and I am worthy of love and acceptance. And again, you know, sounds cliche, but if done enough, it really will make a huge difference. On to the next one. Emily obsessed with your podcast. You told me to slide into your DMs, so here's a slide. I'm wondering if you could address what to say if someone asks you if they look fat. I live with two roommates, both girls, and I get asked this question a lot. I used to just say, no, not at all, when my roommate or other friends would say this to me. But now that I'm more aware of the word fat and not using it as an insult, I don't know if that's the correct answer or if answering a question like that at all is perpetuating the negative use of that word. Excellent question. I can't remember the last time somebody asked me if they looked fat in an outfit, but I'm sure it still happens. I just, you know, like I said earlier, I choose not to associate with people who are constantly fixated on whether their clothes are making them look fat and whatnot. It's just... I am in a place in my life where I don't want that to be a focus for me. So the people that I'm around, I don't want to talk with them about that either, even if it's not about me. If it's about them, I understand where those anxieties come from, but they have a lot of other people that if they need an opinion on whether they look fat, they can ask them and not me. So I would say, you know, the next time one of your roommates says, hey, do I look fat in this? it depends how you want to address it. If you want to squash it forever, then you might need to sit them down and say, hey, I know that you don't mean anything by this. I know that you just want me to tell you that it looks good. You just want a second opinion about this outfit, but I'm learning more about fat phobia and I just don't really feel comfortable telling you if you look fat or not because I feel like you think that's a negative thing and I'm learning about all these people who don't see it as a negative thing. So I feel like I'm in a weird position and maybe you could ask somebody else. And again, I feel like that's a totally understandable request, but if you don't want to squash it forever, if you just want to try something in the moment, you could answer with your body looks great. And your body looks great does not mean you don't look fat. It doesn't mean you look skinny. You know, it it just means your body looks great. And that can be a really effective way to just shut that person up and move on to the next thing. But I, I think if it is a repetitive question and you're hearing it a lot and they ask you for your opinion in this way frequently, you might need to actually tell them the reason. and my guess is they will understand. If they're good friends and if they have any common sense at all, they will understand. Um, but do let me know how that conversation goes because I'm curious. I haven't had that exchange. I mean, this is a way that girls talk to each other as addressed in the movie Mean Girls. God, my hips are huge. Oh, please, I hate my calves. At you guys can wear halters. I've got man shoulders. I used to think there was just fat and skinny. Apparently, there's a lot of things that can be wrong on your body. My hairline is so weird. My pores are huge. My nail beds suck. It's a way that we bond with each other, and I don't think it's healthy at all to pick yourself apart just to bond with someone. I think women have so many other interesting things to talk about besides everything wrong on their body. And maybe we need to put a ban on the word fat or the question, do I look fat, We just need to put a big X on that whole topic of conversation so that we can get to the more interesting stuff that we could be talking about and the other ways that we could be bonding other than saying whether each other looks fat or not. Okay, here we go. Hi, Emily. What you said about feeling pressure to lose weight for your sister's wedding really hit home for me. I'm getting married next year and I'm really starting to feel pressure to start, quote, shedding for the wedding and have gone back and forth about whether to order my wedding dress in my current size or size down. I normally don't put too much thought into my size or focus on losing weight, but the thought of all those eyes on me and all the photos that will be taken of the wedding has me in my head. I feel like regardless of the reason, I shouldn't be trying to lose weight. In the past, that process hasn't made me feel good about myself, at least not in the long run. Every bride I know has at least made an effort to get in shape for their wedding. It seems like something people think you're supposed to do. People have been asking me about it too. Any insight on this topic? Yeah, I think it's bullshit. Honestly, I think we have blown this whole wedding industry out of proportion and the whole like your wedding is a landmark of your life and these pictures are going to be taken and it's the most important day of your life. So you need to look the best you've ever looked. And also your smile needs to be the biggest it's ever been. It's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. I say, take the pressure off, order your wedding dress in your current size, and then if you happen to lose weight, you can get it altered. You're going to probably need to get it altered anyway. But even more so than that, you know, take the focus off of losing weight for the wedding or quote, getting in shape for the wedding, whatever you want to call it. And instead put a focus on how can I make this day a success and how can I make myself happy on that day? Because I think And this isn't even diets related, but a lot of brides end up not really able to enjoy that day because of all this pressure that they put on themselves to throw the most extravagant best party that they could possibly throw. And I think that's really a waste, especially when you're spending upwards of 30 grand on a wedding, sometimes a lot more depending. I just think it's a big waste to put so much pressure on yourself. This day is about you And it's about this love that you share with the person you're marrying and about spending your lives together. So let it be about that. Really practice gratitude right now that you have this wedding coming up and what a joyous day it's going to be. I mean, that's really what's important when we get down to it. So as hard as it can be, Try to eliminate all of these shedding for the wedding resolutions from your mind and instead focus on how can I be the happiest bride I can be? That would be my general advice for this question, but I get it, girl. I totally get it. I mean... Even thinking about it now, I'm not engaged. I'm nowhere near engaged. But even thinking about it now, having all those pictures taken of me in a nice dress and having everybody watch me walk down the aisle, it is anxiety-inducing. And it's completely understandable. But... Because it's anxiety inducing, try not to put more pressure on yourself than there already is because this is supposed to be a happy day for you. And it's a day that all of your loved ones are coming to celebrate you and to celebrate your marriage. So that's my advice. (laughs) Okay, one final question. Hey, Emily, thought you might have advice for me about how to set boundaries with a family member when it comes to food and body comments. I have an identical twin sister who's always been just a little bit smaller than me, usually one dress size smaller. She was always the more athletic one of us, and when I was younger, I was very self-conscious about being the fat twin. I've mostly grown out of that, but this past year in quarantine, our size gap has become larger. I put on X number of pounds, I'm not going to say, just from being home all the time and probably stress eating more than I normally do. She, on the other hand, has lost a lot of weight because she's because when she is stressed, she exercises more to calm herself down. So now we are noticeably different sizes. She's made comments to me like, come work out with me. I can show you what to do if you want to lose weight and other insensitive comments I know she doesn't mean any harm by it, it's just her way of helping me, but honestly, it's triggering for me to have my little sister, by 10 minutes but still, telling me I need to lose weight. I also objectively think she looks great, so it makes it kind of difficult to stick with intuitive eating because I have this constant reminder of what I could look like if I were more, quote, disciplined what is a heavier twin to do? Wow. This is such a specific problem and I love it. I'm going to try to answer the best I can. I don't know what it's like to have an identical twin. I have actually thought before that that would be really stressful. It It would be stressful to have somebody who looks exactly like you because then even if a pimple pops up on your face, then it's like you're looking in a mirror of something that you could look like, but you don't. And it could apply to anything, even if they're wearing a cuter outfit than you. Then you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, way to show me up." You know, it's like, it's like seeing your potential in a way. At least that's what it feels like. And I get that, but this is all rooted in fat phobia, and I'll explain why. You're assuming because she is smaller that she looks better, and I don't agree with that as a general ideology. I think that for you, the best thing to do is to try to reframe your thinking about what it means to be attractive. And, you know, this is a person who looks exactly like you. The only difference is that she weighs less. And that is not a good thing and that is not a bad thing and it might change. She might be in whatever situation that makes her put on weight and maybe you'll lose weight and bodies can change throughout our lives. You might not always be the heavier twin, but even if you are always the heavier twin, that does not mean you're less attractive than she is. It doesn't mean that at all, I can guarantee you. So that being said, the comments need to stop. Because this is a power dynamic that has been established between you. I don't know if maybe your parents have praised her more than you for her athleticism or just for being small. I don't know where it comes from. But no matter what the root issue is, there is a weird power dynamic where she feels like she is entitled to help you get down to her size because that is more desirable than the size you are at, which again, not true at all whatsoever. So you need to nip it in the bud. You need to tell her, I cannot have you telling me to come work out with you or that you're going to help me lose weight because I'm not focused on weight loss. That's fine for you if that's what you want to do, but that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to have a healthy relationship with my body and that means I'm not always going to look like you. And I know it's weird because we're identical twins and we look so much alike but we're different people and we live our lives differently and our bodies might be a reflection of that and that's okay. So I I would challenge you to say something similar to that. I mean, you can DM me. We can workshop this girl. I mean, we can figure out the right way to say it to her. But something needs to be said because I think that power dynamic, however it came about, needs to be squashed real quick. And those are all the questions that I selected for today. Again, it's a short episode. I didn't have much time to prepare this week because I was sick as a dog. But... I will be back next week with a really exciting guest. I'm so thrilled to have this person, um, but you're just going to have to listen next week to find out who it is. And in the meantime, you can join the private Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and type in RIP Dieters in the search bar, request to be added, and I usually add people within a day. I am absolutely loving the discussions we're having in the RIP Diets Facebook group. So get on it. And check out my bonus content for R.I.P. Diets at patreon.com slash R.I.P. Diets. I post bonus podcast episodes, video diaries, face-to-face rants, um, as I am known to rant. And it's such a more personal look at my recovery than you get on the podcast. And it's really cool just to have video content. It really was one of the things in my recovery that helped me was going on YouTube and watching recovery-related content because it made me feel less alone. And that's what I'm hoping to do on Patreon. So that's a low, low price of $6.99 a month. That's less than the new fancy shaken espresso coffee drink at Starbucks. I know because I had one yesterday and it was $7. So if you've been to Starbucks in the past month, you should be on Patreon. That's pretty much the logic that I'm using. And I hope that makes sense to you. And again, follow me on Instagram at lubination, L-U-B-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And you can also follow the podcast at RIP Diets on Instagram. And email me if you want to at RIP Diets at gmail.com. And I'll be back next week with a brand new e of RIP Diets for your consumption. Peace out.